0: Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm glad that you joined us today. Today we're talking about maybe a heavier topic. We're talking about good and evil. We're talking about the evil things that have happened in this world, in this country over the last couple of weeks. There have been several shootings and that is just flat out evil. It's evil to murder people. We know this inherently but there's a lot of weird excuses and weird things flying around for why this happens and what the causes of this happening and there are causes for sure but the baseline cause is there is evil in this world and people have evil in their hearts when they don't follow after Jesus. And and it's we don't like to talk about that because we want to be full of grace and we want to be kind. But the reality is there's evil. And we're going to look at Ephesians. We're going to look at Ephesians 6 and what Paul talks about and the problems in this world that we are going to face. You cannot legislate away evil. You cannot legislate away the problems internally in people's hearts. And yet we tend to as a culture, as an administration to try and do that, to try to add laws to cover over bad morality and to cover over just at baseline evil. So we're going to talk about a little bit of that today. Thanks for choosing Church Public. Let's get started. All right, welcome back to Church Public. I know that intro was maybe a little bit heavier, but that's really what we're going into today. There's some heaviness in the air. There have been a lot of shootings. There has been a lot of disruption to all of the things that are going on in this world. And we feel that. We feel the weight of that because that's not how life is supposed to be. That's not how the world is supposed to be. That is not how it's supposed to be when we follow after God. And that is ultimately our goal. Our goal is to bring the light, bring the truth, bring something more to this world than what this world wants to have. So we need to talk about that and talk about how we get into that and and how we, as followers of Jesus, in fact, can affect that. Um, Not with an E, with an A. Affect that. We can bring about change, and that's what God says our role on this earth is to do. We're supposed to be the bringers of peace, and change, and hope, and faith, and love, and light, and all of those things, and I want to help us do that. I want to talk about what that means. We're going to look at Ephesians 6 in a couple of minutes, but as we get to that, uh, I I just, I, I hope that you are enjoying this content, and you can check it out at churchpublic.com. You can check it out on all of the socials at Church Public, and you can look on iTunes, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, YouTube. I would love for you to join me there and to continue supporting and praying for this because I want this message to keep going out to those that need to hear it. People need to hear the truth. People need to be empowered by the truth, not because of anything that I say or anything that I do, but because God's Word is powerful and it brings about life change. I believe that wholeheartedly and through these words, through sharing this, um, you can be part of that too. So I hope that you join me in this process as we go forward. So now let's talk about some things that are going on in the world. Okay, so um, a lot has happened, and, and I'm not going to talk specifically about any of the things that have happened. But there have been a bunch of different shootings. The uh, there was a shooting in Atlanta. I, I just want to say that shooter was evil. We're talking about evil things. And and often we don't want to talk about evil things in the church because it feels bad. It feels bad to call something that someone does evil. And um, in certain senses, even a person doing these things can be pulled into this evil place. And as a church, we want to be filled with grace and hope and love and peace. Um, and, and so we shy away and, and even kindness, right? We shy away from saying what you did was actually evil, but obviously we know this going into a place and shooting a bunch of people is evil there's no way around that there's no way to call that anything but evil and so we need to call true things true things these are evil actions by people that succumbed to desires that were not good and this Atlanta shooter obviously did an evil thing. Uh, there's a lot going around the news that he may be a racist. I don't know if he's a racist. He hasn't said he's a racist. You don't know if he's a racist. That may or may not have led into it. But again, at the baseline of all that's going on, it was an evil action, obviously. I think it's way too complicated. You know you're complicated. I'm complicated. Motivation is complicated to to dial it down to one specific thing. There was a lot of different things he's the shooter has said A couple of reasons why. And again, I don't want to get into the reasons. What I want to look at is the fact of the matter is people do evil things. It just is real. It's reality. That's what's going on. And that was an evil act. There was a Colorado shooter. They did an incredibly evil act and killed people. He was not white, and therefore the media says that um, they're not saying he's evil, but they're saying the guns are bad, so all the guns must disappear from America. We're going to talk more about gun issues later. I don't want to get into that today. But again, the act that he did was evil. That's the thing I want to talk about is just this, this thing that uh, is possible for any person to do an evil thing. And, and we have to be careful um, dealing with these, these issues when someone does an evil thing. And we have to respond um, with the appropriate measure. In these issues. There was a shooting in a Dallas bar on Saturday which you probably haven't heard about in the news because again the shooter was not a white person and apparently in the news only if you are a white person do you make the news for shooting and that's unfortunate because again any of these actions is evil. Murdering people is obviously evil. Everyone used to know that in the Ten Commandments when it said don't murder that's because murdering is evil and and we all should know this. We used to know this. We should be able to call this out and it doesn't matter what skin color you are. It doesn't matter what's going on. Um, What matters is you're doing something that's evil and you're affecting society By allowing this evil into the society. Is there racism in the world? Yes, of course there's racism in the world. There are racist people in the world. Uh, Absolutely. Um, Do we need to address that? Yes. In every instance, we should address it. We should call it out and we should call it for what it is and we should try to remove it. And that's what We've been trying to do for literally hundreds of years now in America is deal with racism and and try to eliminate it. But the problem is, again, in the evilness of some people's hearts, you cannot get rid of all of it. Um, Not that we shouldn't try, but you can't get rid of all of it because there are people that do evil things and you cannot get rid of all of the people on the earth Because there are people on the earth and people are going to do evil things. We're going to look at the nature of evil in in the Bible in just a minute as well. We're going to look at Ephesians 6 and what Paul talks about a little bit. What we can do to guard ourselves, because ultimately you can only be responsible for yourself you can work on yourself you can make sure you are doing the right things and not doing the wrong things and that's the important thing that you have to work through and and that is the big challenge here so when someone does something evil like shooting a bunch of innocent people we need to call it evil we need to punish them um, justly we need to find justice for that That, that's the important thing Um, and this culture seems to have a tendency right now to blame all kinds of things that are systemic that's the word you hear floating around and there may be systemic things but the reality is there are also individuals and individuals do individually evil things there may be systemic evil and and, and in fact there is and the reality of why there is is because there is an evil person thing that is controlling the world and that is the devil and the devil wants you to do evil things as an individual. And again, as followers of Jesus, we need to stray away from that. We need to really put distance in between ourselves and that evil in the world. We're going to look at that in just a second. But um, as followers of God, we need to keep speaking the truth. We need to keep speaking the truth in love and in grace and helping people understand that there's more to this, and you need to make sure you, as an individual, as a person, as a follower, are following God and not doing the bad things, not doing the evil things. And as followers of God, we need to call the evil things evil things. It, the problem in this culture is we've been changing the names of of different things and, and changing the meaning of words, and then it becomes really hard to say with definitive context that what something is is bad or good and how, how can we do that if we keep changing the nature of words and it's really important for us to make words mean what they mean so that we can talk about these things and then deal with them in the right way. Most of us struggle with this idea of evil. We, we see terrorism. We see people burning down cities and government buildings. We see the treatment of people around the world. Uh, terrible treatment like the Uyghur Muslims in China like christians in iran and other surrounding countries um we we see terrible treatment of people all across the world and we see this border crisis that we've been talking about where hundreds and thousands of 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 women and children are trafficked and and um there there's violence perpetrated against them and that that's evil and we see corruption in our government in other governments around the world we face our temptations um, our own personal temptations to do the wrong thing. But we struggle to say that it's evil or bad. And, and a lot of these new um, writers and influencers want to say that you're fine the way you are. You're perfect the way you are. And the reality is that's the farthest thing from the truth. You, you're not perfect the way you are. And that's okay. God never called a perfect person to come be with Jesus Other than Jesus himself, Jesus was the only perfect person. That's why when we come to God, we have our issues. We have our baggage. We have our brokenness. That's why we need God and Jesus. And and that's the the bottom line reality that we're struggling with because this culture, the society is saying, you're good, you're fine, you be you. But that's not real. You following your own desires and your own heart Brings us to this place where all of these unjust things happen because, sorry to say, the things that you are going to want to do are not going to be the right thing a lot of the time. You may have great motives, but it's still going to eventually lead to wrong actions because we're selfish creatures, we're prideful, we get angry, we get frustrated. We want things that we don't have, that other people have. I mean, look at all the stories in the news over the past year and forever. These things are all true and we know that they're true. So the Bible recognizes our struggles. We read about physical battles with the forces of evil in the Old Testament, and we read about spiritual battles with the forces of evil in the New Testament. In Ephesians 6, we hear Paul say, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of the dark world, and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Um, And that's what we want to talk today. And I, I just want to talk to you briefly about the armor of God. I was in a Bible study a couple of years ago, and we were talking about something unrelated, and we talked about how you need the armor of God. And to my surprise, and I'll I'll admit that I I may have been more disconnected, they had never heard of it. They had been Christians for a couple of decades and had never heard of the armor of God. And and I, I was saddened by that, but it's also a great opportunity. And so maybe you've heard of this uh, I hope you have, but if you haven't, I want to go through it real quick because the armor of God is a really great analogy that Paul gives us in Ephesians 6 that can help you understand and process and really protect you from the evil that is in this world and the evil one in this world who is seeking to capture you, to destroy you, to enslave you. And that sounds like crazy, you know, sci fi language, but. I'm just telling you what Paul says about this, and you can please read it for yourself and and read about um, these struggles that are real, that are going on in this world. So uh, I'm going to go through quickly and just read a couple of parts. Do read this on your own because I think it's valuable, and you may find a little more out of it. You may be able to internalize it and use it as you go on in your walk with God. So the first thing that Paul says about this is just to put it on. Put on the full armor of God um, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. There is evil. There is an author of evil. That's the devil. The devil is the ruler of this world and he is seeking to uh, influence you in a bad way. So the first thing that Paul says to put on is the belt of truth. This is um, verse... Sorry verse fourteen um, and back in the day the belt was used to tie up the long garment worn by most men right you've seen the robes and things and this meant you covered up your most vulnerable parts and protected them that was a big part of it you wanted you wanted to be protected but it's and 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 there is. An appropriate point to this being the first thing because your identity especially as we've seen your sexual identity is something that um, can be very influenced and can lead you down a path that is not in line with what God has for you and the truth is what God wants you to rely on so the belt of truth is the piece that really supports and influences and everything else is tied into you have to have that truth you have to have that truth that helps you understand what you need to do in every decision in your life and every action that you do in your life the belt of truth is important so that every other piece of the armor is attached to this belt and The truth is God's word. We read that in John 17, 17. The next piece is the belt, I'm sorry, the breastplate of righteousness, right? In in Roman days, they would wear these protectors. Um, You've probably seen gladiator armor or Roman armor, right? And that protects your heart. Righteousness is this act of being made right over time, doing more and more right actions. Like I said, none of us comes into this relationship with God doing all the right things if we already did all the right things we wouldn't need a savior we wouldn't need jesus we wouldn't need god helping us close that gap so we after we follow jesus we're still being made right over time we still need to process through this and this relationship is is what we have day to day and we have to learn over time how to live the right way you may have heard the term guard your heart that comes from this right your heart can be influenced your feelings can be influenced and your feelings can lead you to places that are bad decision makers right we know this we know that when we get stressed when we're freaked out when we're fearful that heart and the feelings can lead us to make rash and maybe bad decisions um So you need to guard your heart. The breastplate of righteousness is designed to guard your heart. This armor keeps us from doing wrong things and helps us to do right things. Verse 15 tells us about what I'm calling the shoes of peace. That's not actually in there. Um, You know, it says, um, with your feet fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And i think that sounds like shoes you're fitting something around your foot that is the gospel of peace to me it sounds like shoes and call it boots if you're really doing armor i don't care whatever um but on our feet you know you may have heard that jesus is the foundation of our faith and christ is the solid rock on which we stand and the connection of us to that foundation comes through our feet um And so Paul often tells us that when we know the right thing to do, we're supposed to stand. The peace of God is knowing what's right and doing it. And then you're at peace because you know the right thing and you're doing it. Not that you know the right thing and you're not doing the right thing. Or you don't know the right thing and you're doing the wrong thing and you feel icky inside or whatever. No, you're at peace because you know the right thing and you're doing the right thing. Your foundation is strong. You're not swept off your feet. Um... Like you've seen in the ocean, people just get swept out by a wave. No, you're standing strong on the rock. Um, and and we're whole, like W-H-O-L-E, we're whole as a person when we know the right thing and do the right thing. That gives us peace. It keeps our foundation in Jesus. The shield of faith is the next one. Roman soldiers carried these shields and they were covered in an, a big thick animal hide, right? Kind of a leather. And they would dip their shields in a river or in water so that when the actual flaming arrows of the enemies would be shot at them, they could block the arrow and the fiery arrow would be put out and it wouldn't start the whole thing on fire, right? Um, so when God says, when, when Paul tells us to put on this shield of faith, we put this shield up to guard us from these flaming darts of of the devil's schemes and when the enemy hits us just like this analogy to a Roman shield we won't be injured by it now it stands to to be pointed out that that doesn't mean you won't feel it like sometimes you know when you're under attack and you know that like everything is going wrong and you know that you have a person in your life who's just attacking you you may feel those things but it's not going to destroy you and that's the important part to note here Um, the shield is faith. And Paul says in Romans, faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. So again, we're coming back to truth. We're coming back to the word of God. The word of God helps us to be protected against these things. Um, And so it's important to continually be in the word, to continually be looking at out for the truth of God and internalizing that, maybe memorizing that, figuring out how do we use this in our everyday life. And again, I encourage you, go and read this, Ephesians 6, and read about this. Um, A couple more. Helmet of Salvation salvation comes, of course, when we put our faith in Jesus. His life, his death, his resurrection, his payment for our sin, our mistakes. These are the, the things that we're talking about. And salvation is worked out through this thing called sanctification. That's just a really fancy word for saying that you're made right over time. Your wor- The wrong things in your heart and your life are being made better, being made more right over time. And um, And so the helmet guards your head, and your mind is a very powerful thing. Your mind is a lot of the battle. Of, of what you're going to work out for doing and saying the right things they come from your thoughts they come from your ideas and do you have the right ideas and and two it's like garbage in garbage out are you putting the right things into your mind or are you putting the wrong things into your mind and then expecting that somehow those wrong things are just going to disappear and not come out and i just want to tell you If you put the wrong things in, you're going to get the wrong things out. That's just the way we are wired as humans. And so Paul reminds us, hey, guard your mind, guard your mind in the truth. And and then truth is the most important thing finally there is the sword of the spirit now swords are good for offense and defense um, you you need a sword because that is a it's a weapon and it is a protector and the sword of the spirit is just simply the word of God Jesus himself modeled this so well and if you want a great story to read um, read the story of Jesus in the wilderness being tempted by the devil I'm not going to read it right now for time but But this story is um, when the devil met Jesus in the wilderness and tempted him three times, each time Jesus responded to the devil's temptation, where, again, go read the story. The devil offered Jesus exactly what he wanted, what Jesus wanted. The devil knew what Jesus wanted, and the devil tempted him with what would make Jesus whatever, happy, fulfilled, satisfied, goal-oriented. The devil knew what it was. And Jesus was able to stand up to the devil's schemes because Jesus used the word of God, the sword, to defend against the devil's schemes and to block the devil's schemes. And through those three interactions, Jesus used three different scriptures to push the devil back and push him away. And Jesus ended up leaving the wilderness with his purity intact and he didn't fall prey to the devil's schemes that would have derailed his whole goal and mission on this earth Um, again and you may say well that's Jesus I'm not like Jesus but again in Ephesians 2 we read about the fact that ahead of time God has made you and made you for these works that he has for you to do God has a plan for you. God has things that he wants you to do in this moment, in the coming days. And he's prepared you for that. And you just have to take your place and do those things. But if you get sidetracked by the schemes, by the evil of the devil, you're not going to live up to those things that you are supposed to do. And God wants that for you. I want that for you. I want you to grow in who you are. And I want you to do the things that God has for you to do because you are uniquely and wonderfully and specially made to do these things that only you can do. And and I want you to be able to do that. So I pray you're able to do that. Hopefully you will go and read Ephesians 6 and spend some time putting on all of this armor so that you can stand against the evil of the world, the devil's schemes, so that you can follow Jesus more and more every day. I pray that you're able to do that and that God blesses you through it and that you're able to keep the faith. Until next time.